Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirim Adaf Yomi. We are now in the sixth parak of Masachat Nazir, Adaf Mem Hey Amud Bet, in the middle of a description of the process of Tiglacha Tatahara. Hayan Tel Searosh Nizro. He would take the hair that he had cut, Umashalech Tacharadud, and put it directly under the pot where the Shlomim was cooking. Um, However, if he shaved not in the Beit HaMikdash, was the first time which in which we're hearing for such a possibility, then he would not send it to the Beit HaMikdash and have it placed there. In other words, his korbanot would be brought on his behalf, but if he and but he would not send the hair. But all of this is only true in Tiglachat in any case, he would not send the hair and have it put under the dude if he was shaving as a result of Tuma. So this is the position of Tanakama, which is that the only time you put the hair under the dude is Tiglachat Tahara if you're there. He says the opposite. Everybody who shaves as a Nazir sends it. Unless it's Tiglachat Tuma out of the Mikdash. Now, Tana Rabbanan, the Gemara picks up. This was not mentioned in the Mishnah. He takes the gravy of the Shlomim. After he's cut the hair, he puts the gravy on top of the hair. Puts it underneath. But if he put it underneath the dude that was cooking one of the other Korbanot, Yatsa. Of course, the problem here is that there is no Asham for a regular Nazir. Hashem and Azir Tahor Meika, since when is there an Hashem for regular Nazir? If he's an Azir Tamei, and there is no Shlamim, according to the opinion that says that he puts it underneath the dude, even as an, an Azir Tamei, he puts it under the Hashem, because that's the only animal cooking. Yatsa. Minhanimili, Amarava, Amarkra, Ashatachat Zevach Hashlamim. Because the Torah says he puts it under the, uh, under the fire, which, on the fire, which is Ashatachat Zevach Hashlamim. Mizivcho Yehetachtav. Meaning, one of his korbanon has to be, uh, on, burning on top. Shilach Tacharadud Shachatat Yatsa. My Tama Amarkra, Zevach, Robota Tachatat, Veasham. And the Vedic could have just said, Ashayatachat Hashlamim. Why did it say Zevach Hashlamim? Any of his korbanot, but the Avad is good enough. But you used Zevach to say that there has to be meaning that there has to be some of the Korban underneath, meaning the the Rotev, the gravy. Because that was the first Rasha. Look back one line. Meaning the Limud that it says Zevach Hashlamim is that some of the Korban has to be underneath there. That's the gravy. And then we used Zevach Hashlamim to teach that it also includes Chatat V'Hashem. Ah, you also already use Zevach for Rotev. If all it was there was to teach you that you have to use some of the Korban, let it say the gravy. My Zevach, Vasham. So the Zevach Hashlamim cleverly being Marbeh at the same time two different things. One is that some of the Korban has to be under there, on the hair, and the other is that it includes other Korbanot. Maybe the entire Limud is only there to teach you Chatad v'asham, and not for the rotev. Then it should say Ashetefa tachat shlamim v'zevach. So shlamim and any other zevach. My zevach hashlamim. Why does it say it that way? Shlamim atarte. First of all, some of the shlamim has to be under there, and second of all, any other korban. Shlamim atarte. Shlamim rabban. Hakola yumashalchin tachad adud. 
this is the bright that says everybody would send it Chutz Medina. His hair gets buried. If he's shaving outside of the Mikdash and he's a, a Nazar Tameh, he buries it. That's a mayor, as we saw in the Mishnah. There's a third opinion that says that a Nazir Tahor, whether in Yushalayim or outside, has the hair burnt. Tameh in either place has it buried. Chachamim, which is the Tanakama in our Mishnah, say none of them um, send it except for a Tahor that uh, did it in the Mikdash because it was done properly. So Chachamim's position is as follows, that only a a uh, shaving which is done 100% properly is put there. position is any hair that could be put there, uh, in other words, as opposed to a Tameh Medina that has to be buried, is burned. And according to um, to uh, Rabbi Yehuda, it, it, the, the text only mentions it in the context of the Shlamim, and therefore it's only in the and sorry in the context of an Azir Tahor, and therefore it's only in the context of an Azir Tahor that it will be burnt. Okay, that's that piece. Now, Hayam Shlamim the next Mishnah. If he was cooking or boiling the Shlamim, now let's hear what happens. The coin reaches in and takes the forearm of the ram that's cooked and he takes the basket where the Nazir has brought his his breads, and he takes one of the chalot, one of the crackers, and he puts it on top of the hands of the Nazir, and they lift it up together. At that point, the Nazir is now allowed to drink wine, and to unmate, in other words, all the restrictions are lifted. That's Tanakama's position, that as soon as they do the tnufa lifting up, it's permitted. Rabbi Shimon disagrees and says that the restrictions are lifted earlier as soon as one, any one of the korbanot has had zrikat adam. Now, Tanarabanan, the pasuk, as you see, says, Afterwards, the Nazir shall drink wine. What does that mean, after? After all of this, the variable Yazir. That's the position of Ramesh, Aratanakama, that he has to do all of these things. I remember Rabbi Lazar takes it further, because it says, Achar means after one thing. And where did they get that from? The next the later pasuk says Achar hit galcho in Israel after shaving. So Achar seems to indicate Matam Achar Masayichidi. There it's after one thing, which is shaving. Here it's also one thing, which means one of the korbanot has been brought or one of the actions has been done. So maybe you need both. Then when you need Achar Achar, if not to tell me you only need one thing. Here you might think Achar Kachot in Israel, we added on and say, yeah, not only have to shave, but you also have to do one other thing, which is the Korban. Say, no, after one thing. And so therefore that's the position of um of Rabbi Shimon that's that uh that Chachamim uh adopt, which is that uh as long as he's done one thing. 
Rabbi is the position, like for Tanakama, which says he has to uh, complete everything, all the Rabbi will push it further and say, if you're not Megaleach, you can't do, you're not, the restrictions are not lifted. Now, Amorav, Tnufa Benazir Malkevet. Rav made a statement that we have to take apart. He said that Tnufa, meaning lifting these things up as described, which is the Zerah B'Shela in one Rakik and one Matzah, is Ma'akev, means if you don't do it, the next step can't happen. So I'll leave it to man. Who's he talking about? This is version one of taking Rav apart. If you think that that's the Rabbanan's position, so for the Rabbanan say that even if you don't shave at all, it's not Ma'akev. So lifting up is going to be Ma'akev. It must be a corner of Rabbanan, because Rabbanan says, Tiglachat is Ma'akev. So Pshita. Rabbanan said in the bright that we just saw that you have to do all those things and then it's Mutar. So in a normal case, Tnufa is considered to be extra. Shiari Mitzvah So perhaps in the case, even according to Belazar, maybe in the case of Nazir, it's not Ma'akev, Kamash Malan. That is so we're still in version one. Umima Akva. Since when would even Rabbiazar say that Tnufa is Ma'akev? Vatanya Zotoratanazir in the last Pasuk of the Parsha of Nazir, it says, Zotorat nazir this is the law of the Nazir. Sorry, in the middle, in the Pasuk that begins the process of the completion ceremony. Whether he has hands or doesn't have hands. Zotorat, we've always seen, is is inclusive. Zotorat includes even a Katan, etc. Here, it's a Nazir, whether or not he has hands. Well, meaning that Tnufa is clearly not Ma'akev, because even if you don't have hands and can't do the Tnufa, you can complete the process. No, if that's the case, well, how about this? If he has, whether he has hair or not, meaning, let's say he's a Nazir and couldn't grow hair. You're going to say that doesn't matter? If you have a Nazir whose hair all fell out, Bechamai says there's no need to symbolically, as it were, put a razor over his head. I'll say you have to. Now, what does that mean you have to? What does Beit Shammai mean? Meaning that you can't do it. It's not meaningful. And therefore, this Nazir can never be permitted. So, so according to that means that Beit says, there is a Takana, which is just put the rage over your head and you're done. That supports Rabbi Padat, the Amar Rabbi Padat, Beit Shammai over Rabbi Eliezer Mudavar Achad, Beit Shammai about Nazir, and Rabbi Eliezer about Mitzorah have a consistent position. My Rebbe Eliezer, what's that? Tanya, Eima Boin Yad Varegel, from Mitzorah, doesn't have a, th- a thumb or a big toe, which the, the oil has to put on, as part of the Mitzorah, and the Dham has to put on, Eima Tahara Olamit, the Rebbe Eliezer, Eliezer says, you can never have Tahara. Just like we saw with Beit Shammai, with the Nazir, according to the way he interpreted it, if he doesn't have hair, there's no way out. Rabbi Shimon says, you put the dam on the spot where the toe is, this on the stump. Rabbi say, no, put it on the left side. No, not on the right side, on the left side. So now it's version one of Rav. Rav said, Tnufa's Ma'akev. Tnufa's Ma'akev, we said, must only be according to Rabbi Leazar. And that's even though we would think that Tnufa is never Ma'akev, maybe it's not Ma'akev here, the answer is it is Ma'akev here. And that supports the 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 approach, just like Beit Shammai, we will interpret here, who says that if you're a Nazir who has no hair, 
you uh, you have no solution. The same way, if you're not there, there's no kapayim, you have no solution. So it's ma'akev. That's version one. Leishna chrin amrila. There's another version of Rav. I'm Rav Tunu from Nazim Akev. Ali b'deman. Ian Ali b'Rav Eliezer. If you say it's according to Eliezer, pshita. Eliezer echam asim kulan. Eliezer says you have to do all of them. So it's not. It's a no-brainer to say that Eliezer says it's ma'akev. Ali b'Rabbanan. Hashda yesh tomar. Now hashda yesh tomar tiglachad am Rabbanan lo ma'akva tunu from Mbaya. Well, how could it be that Rabbanan will say the tunu from ma'akev? They say even the hair cutting is not ma'akev. Umilo ma'akva since when? Right, we had the statement that said whether or not he has hands, he could be a nazir. We challenged it with this. Right, and what we said was that if you have a nazir who doesn't have hair, Pechamai says, he doesn't have to do anything, which we interpreted earlier as meaning he has no way out. And Hill says, symbolically, you run the razor over. But now we're going to have it differently. Amoravina might sarich levetila. What did Medhila say sarich? Sarich takana means you have to put a razor on your head, and you can't. Which means now, according to Hillel. There's no solution, which means that se'ar is ma'ake, which means kapayim or ma'ake, which means the Rabbanon will agree that if you can't do the tunufa, it's ma'ake in the second version. And so if Beit Hillel said sarich, meaning you have to do it and you can't, then Beit Shammai's statement of enot sarich means you don't have to. In that version, it challenges Rabbi Padat, who aligned Beit Shammai's position with a bald nazir with Rabbi Elezer's possession with a toeless mitzorah. We say, in this second version, we say they're not the same. Beit Shammai says, Enot Sarich means you don't need to and you don't, and, and, and you're kafine without it. And whereas Rabbi Elezer says that a mitzorah without a toe is certainly stuck forever. Okay. The last Mishnah in the Perak. Uh, second to last mission in the parak. Sorry, Gilech al Hazavach ben Pasul. Let's say that he did what we said. He was shaved at the time of bringing the korban, and the korban turns out to be pasul. Tiglach topsula uzvachav lo alulo. Everything is lost. All the korban are lost, even though only one korban was pasul, and the shaving is no good. That means in a month he has to come back with newly grown hair and with three more korbanot. Gilech al Let's say that the korban was not pasul, but he shaved on the chatat, and the chatat was brought shalol lishma. doesn't help, because a chatat that's brought shalol lishma is pasul. None of it counts. Let's say he did the ola shlomim shalol which means, by the way, that the korban is kosher, but it doesn't count for him. None of it counts. This is all Tanakhama's position. Rabbi Shimon Omer Otoha Zevach Lo He says that particular korban doesn't count for you. This is Rabbi Shimon in the previous Mishnah who said if you were Megalech for any one of the korbanot, you're Yotze. So he says if one of the korbanot was good and you shaved, then you're good. The other korbanot you still owe. And therefore, if you shaved on all three of them together and turned out one was kasher, this, of course, is Rabbi Shimon, who says that that as long as you did one of them properly, then um, uh, then you would um, then you would bring the then that one is fine. The other ones you still owe, and you would bring them. Um, as the day. And that final comment is not only according to Shimon, but everyone would agree, this is the way Rashi takes it, is because you, when you shechted, 
uh, all three korbanot, uh, and, and I'm sorry, when you shaved on all three korbanot at the same time, meaning you didn't say I'm shaving on the ola, the chatat, or the shlomim, but rather I'm bringing the korbanot, then as long as there was one that was kosher in there, that's the one that the shaving attaches to, and that's fine. Okay. Um, the one line, the Gemara of Adabar Anva Zotomer Kasar Shimon Gilet Nazir Shilach Shaman and Dove Yatsa. Clearly, Rabbi Shimon says that if you shaved on a Shalman Adava, not on Shlomim of the, of the Nazir, but a regular Shlomim that you brought, then you Yotze, because here Rabbi Shimon says that if you, um, if you bring uh, a korban shalolishma, shlomim shalolishma, which of course is a valid korban, but doesn't count for you. Then the shaving is valid. So he obviously holds that if I was to not bring my korbanot, I'm a nazir, and I just brought a shlomim stam and I shaved the biyotzei. My tame. So what's his reason? I'm a kra. It says that he puts it on the fire underneath the the zevach hashlamim, not under his shlamim. So therefore, it can be really any shlamim. Uh, that he shaves with, and he is still Yotze. Okay, the final mission in the parak. So let's say that the guy had Zrikatamim, and then he became Tomei. This will see challenged. Rosa says it, it, tra- it uh, cancels out all the Nizirut. Come seem to say you're done with, uh, with uh, the Nizirut, and uh, when you're Tahor, you bring the rest of the Korbanot. Amrulo Maseb Miriam Tarmudit or Tadmorit. Miriam either was a Tarmudari or from the town of Tadmor. She had exactly that situation. She was in Nizira. And they brought one Corbin. They suddenly told her her daughter was very sick. She ran out. She found her dead and she was and Chacham said, when she's done, she'll bring the rest of the Korban out. In the meantime, she's done Nazira at all. So that means that if a Nazir, in the middle of this process, but already one of the Korban have been brought, becomes Tamei Meit, Rebbe says that it discounts everything. Now, Ketanah Rebbe Lezer, Meir our Mishnah said that Rebbe said it counsels everything. But we know Rebbe Lezer from the beginning third parak says that if it's after the 30 days are up, and certainly that's the case here because you're already doing the Korbanot, and you become Tmei Meit, it, it cancels seven days, not the whole period. So I'm a rab, my soter, I'm going to come around Belazar, soter, korbanotav. That's what it meant here. Soter means that the korbanot are invalid, and you have to wait seven days, and then you can bring the korbanot again to complete the process. Not 30 days, or however long the nazirut was. Makes sense, because Chacham said that she should bring the rest of her korbanot, um... So what is it that they were dis- disagreeing with Rebbe Lezer about? Rebbe Lezer was saying that she has to bring all the korbanot because she's been canceled out, and of course she can't do that for seven days until she uh, she is to Horah. You can see from the story they tell that their position was simply that she has to bring the rest of her korbanot as opposed to a Belazar says she has to bring all of the carbonate because they all got cancelled, and that's what Soter means. Okay, everybody should have a wonderful day. We have finished successfully, Baruch Hashem, the sixth parak, and Amir Hashem in the next podcast, we will begin the seventh parak, Kohen Gadol Venazir, and the first sugi in which we will discuss and analyze the sources for the obligation to bury a mate mitzvah, even if it means violating Nizirut or the Kedushah of Kohen Gadol.